Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma. Joining me here uh, as uh, almost like routinely now, although nothing is very routine in this neck of the woods, one Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian, what's going on, man? Just, you know, sitting here. Yeah, sitting on a there. whatever day is, and just saying it's a victory, whatever day it is, because it is, even though you know it doesn't always feel like it. No, it doesn't feel like it because well, you're you're back in the home base. I'm back in the home base, so we're trying to catch up a little bit on Steelers Packers from Sunday, and we give the people we provide for the people here. So we got we we have showed up. We've got on the same schedule, Zach. Um, He's really chewing or chomping at the bit here, right? He's stewing. He's got a lot of things to talk about. So we might hear from Zach. I'm sure he does. Yeah, it's been a minute. He hasn't disappeared entirely. There'll be somebody out there who'll be like, well, that's good. We don't want Zach. No, no, nobody, nobody heard about it. No, no, nobody's don't be, to you. Don't be, don't be harsh. Be, yeah. Behave. Yeah. Zach's awesome. Yeah. Well, we love Zach. But let's not go too far with that. <laughs> oh, come on. He's awesome. He's great. <laughs> Zach's a cool dude. Well, Brian. He, does, he doesn't like me, but he's a cool dude. That's okay. Yeah. 20, 23, 19 Steelers get out gained yet again in this game. Offensively. Yeah, just Every game is that shit. And they're, but they're six and three. Is there, yeah. there's room to complain, but should we be complaining? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, look, I, I have said this repeatedly all season long. If the defense gets turnovers, right. Or scores, they can win the game. Case in point. Defense doesn't get turnovers at the end of that game. They probably don't win that game. <laughs> it's a so, very, yeah, it's a very odd. But the defense is giving up. See, that's the thing. It's like the defense is giving up a lot of yards, but the Steelers are turnovers winning. Turnovers and field position. Make the difference. And field position battle is a whole lot of this. And if obviously, the only statistic that really counts is the final score. And as you can see. Ha <laughs> gotta say this to a lot of the Bengals fans out there that were crying and they were like all like you know giddy over haha you had this rookie quarterback CJ Stroud the, the Texans and everything yeah yeah Brian you're right man I'm right there you're all right about some, that let me just tell you I know some shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, looking sharp. I mean, he's he's on pace right now. Stroud is maybe even to be in the MVP conversation. They were talking about that with Kyle Branton, uh, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Unless Football. Unless they hit the playoffs, that's a stretch. Yeah, and they might hit the playoffs. They're talking about like offensive rookie of the year for sure. Yes. Not a question, I don't think. Um, but MVP. Uh, I mean, who you got right now? I mean, I know some people would say like Lamar Jackson or something. I don't know. He's my MVP. I don't know that I well not after you know deciding to allow the Browns to win. Yeah. Uh, although I'm I'm not not at all upset about that. I'm very happy that the Browns won that game. That's it. Well, yes and no. And that's kind of where we're at with the AFC North. We're talking about all these other games. So somehow Browns were down like 14-0 in that game, I think, to start right out the gate. Yes. And it was um they ended up coming back. There was five games with Game-winning field goals as time expired. I think it was the most since like 1940 or something, if I read correctly. Uh, yeah. Something the most, whatever, NFL history, modern era, NFL era history. 
And one of those, obviously, with Cleveland, the only reason we say, oh, you know, that's good, Cleveland won that game is because now the, somebody had beaten the Ravens because Steelers are going to need some help if they were to win the division, which they might still uh, – they might have a shot at that. Now, the Bengals lost and puts them firmly in the basement, even with the 5-4 and four record. And all the teams heading into this weekend in the AFC North at the season ended or finished or completed at that time would have been postseason eligible. And you, in order for everybody to be – you got to see what are the what's going on in, the, in this AFC South too. It's like the NFC just doesn't exist. In the AFC, you've got like this. Just the Raiders are now somehow five hundred in the West, right? You got the Chargers and the Broncos are four and five. The Kansas State leads that division seven two. They'd be in the playoffs. But in the South, you got Jacksonville at six and three, and then you've got Houston's five and four. The Colts are five and five, and the Tennessee Titans are three and six. We you, we thought the Titans were going to be pretty miserable this year, right? Uh, of course, in the AFC North, the Ravens are now 7-3. and three. They play a Thursday night football game coming up this week against the Cincinnati Bengals, which should be pretty interesting because if the Bengals were to win and then the Steelers have the Browns on Sunday in Cleveland and the Steelers win, the Steelers definitely take over that first spot in the AFC North and could even have it with some tiebreakers and stuff too. Um, if but they need to keep pace and then you've got the afc east where the buffalo bills five and five and i thought it was great falling, that, off, falling out of favor are those buffalo bills no falling out of favor my friend is the new england patriots oh they, or, screw them they got Doughboy. they were out of favor a long time ago <laughs> Doughboy being mac jones and mm -hmm. remember all the people that wanted the steelers why didn't they draft big bet that's the biggest thing we're going to be talking about kenny pickett today we're talking about sustainable winning formula for the Steelers offense or lack thereof. And it's a good point to bring up here because you've got these, you've got the teams here so far, right? Miami took Tua Tagovailoa a few years ago. And he's finally coming. He's coming of age now. He's got an offensive minded, you know, coach guru off of that. Uh, the, the whole Shanahan tree. They just, it, yeah, apples to fall off of that going back to Mike Shanahan down to Kyle and everybody else. You've got uh, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Josh Allen. We know it took a few years for him. He still throws some picks here and there, and they're just kind of falling apart. And I got to give Christopher Carter some props over from the Locked On Steelers uh, podcast. He had tweeted out something to the effect of, had that been the Steelers with too many men on the field and the Broncos missed that field goal at the end of the game and they get they had 12 men on the field and it allows the Broncos to uh, retake the kick and then win. And they drop the five and five. Everybody would want Mike Tomlin's head. You know what I mean? Oh God. Yes. Yeah. So looking at the picture here, okay. The New York jets talk about no offense, Zach Wilson, they traded picks or maybe they were just in that spot. I don't remember. I have, I felt like they'd, made some move or something, but they've been perpetually bad trying to find guys going all the way back to Mark Sanchez, not able to find a quarterback. And then the Patriots with Mac Jones and everybody's like, Hey, why didn't they just take a quarterback? Well, the Steelers were never going to be in a position to draft a CJ Stroud, a Joe Burrow. These are, they haven't had a first top five, let alone the first overall pick was back with Terry Bradshaw in 1970. And even Terry took how many years to become Terry Bradshaw? Many. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, it's it's preposterous. Or you got to make some move like the Browns and give away everything that you got in order to get Deshaun Watson, who had like 5 of 20 in the first half and then was like almost like perfect, like 16 to 16 or something ridiculous in the second half of that game, uh, hot and cold as it, um, as it may be. 
Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, uh, somehow Gardner Minshew, Anthony Richardson got hurt. Tennessee doesn't know what they're doing. They got Will Levis. We don't know if that's uh, going to be any good. Patrick Mahomes, the Raiders between Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, go get this veteran guy. And then he gets right by Jimmy Garoppolo. He's Uh, done. Yeah, for sure. Aiden O'Connell's there now. They can their coach. Justin Herbert. They're four and five. The Chargers not getting anything done there. The big trade with Denver, Russell Wilson. That's just in the AFC. But you never can say for sure with any type of certainty. If you're making these type of plays, I've seen the meme going around. You probably saw it too, Brian. It was the one where it's like comparing Ben Roethlisberger's final two years to Kenny Pickett's first two years so far and how Ben had all this, this and that. No, compare Ben's first two years to Kenny's first two years. Like statistically, that's what you want to do it. Not where he's the old gunslinger, the veteran that knows how to place the ball and everything else. That's I I get it. But you know, there, there's a, there's, there's a level of comparative, uh, of reasons that people are doing that comparison, right? Because it's basically the same bad offense, right? Even when Ben was here, we complained. It's bad. It's bad. This offense is stupid. It's dumb. He just was older and wiser and did more with it. Look, um, you know, full full transparency. Everybody knows I didn't want to draft Kenny Pickett. I knew they were going to, but I didn't want to. And it was it was because I thought that was a historically bad quarterback class. Kenny was the best of the group but I was not convinced that he was going to be a franchise quarterback. I'm not convinced right now he's going to be a franchise quarterback, but I also am not convinced he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. And, you know, everybody complained about, look, he's your guy the rest of the year, no matter what else happens, right? Forget anything else. He's the guy the rest of the year. Either he grows and gets better, or they learn and they find out he's not the guy. You know, he 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 doesn't have to be Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. And if he's not those two guys, it also doesn't mean he's Mark Malone. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, he can be a guy that's somewhere in the middle of that, um, you know, and still be a quality caliber, you know, decent quarterback. He may not be a Hall of Famer. You know, he may be a guy who's a journeyman quarterback, but is good enough. Right. Um who, what was the guy that the Ravens won a, a Super Bowl with that was like the most backup uh, quarterback ever? Uh, Trent Delfer. <laughs> yeah. And they um, got there. Yeah. Did they was win? It, was 2000 ish? That, that was it. They had know. Elvis Gerback around that time, too. I'm trying to think. And Joe Flacco. Look, look, look yeah. that, that's um, who was talking about this? I was just listening to this and I was like, you know, they're talking about like a guy, whether he's elite or not elite. And I was like, I think Kenny could be at least Joe Flacco, right? Like keep the ball, yeah. get it there. But I'm still not ready to, I'm not going to write him off yet. Even no. it's going to have to be deep in the next season. And it's probably still going to be early then in year three. It's year four. You're going to absolutely know if it's the make or break. And if he's absolutely terrible next year, then I mean, there's no going to be, it's not going to just magically turn around. That just doesn't happen with quarterbacks. It's what really irritates no. me. We talked about Josh Dobbs, for example, and okay, Josh Dobbs just hasn't turned the ball over. He's doing okay. Is he doing amazing? He still uses his feet a lot. Um, hasn't the reads and stuff. Smart guy to at least pick up the playbook and not completely fall on his face in flat on his face and fail in Minnesota. But did we ever have any doubts about that? No. And he had leadership qualities. We saw that he they had like led like six scoring drives that one preseason. Then the following preseason, it was just like, wow, this guy might not have mm-hmm. what it takes to be is now he's not playing against, you know, JVs. He's playing against maybe at least backups and some spot starters. And it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't clicking the same way. 
So it's like everything is just like real knee-jerk reactions. Like I said, we've seen like the names over the years. What was it? The one, yeah. uh, was it Matt Flynn, Green Bay? He goes to Seattle. He couldn't even beat out Russell Wilson as a third-round rookie after signing this huge contract. And then uh, Mike White with the Jets had like a four-touchdown game at one point. You've seen like the Nick Mullins and, and guys like that, okay? So – in that aspect, I'm not writing off Pickett. There's so many people that are like, oh, he's playing so bad. But there's a lot of checkdowns. Are there some plays left on the field? Are these things that could be corrected? Some of it's him in reading the play. Some of it's his offensive coordinator and his coaching. Some of that is coming around, too. They go out there on Sunday and get the ball first. This time, at least, they didn't um, take the ball first. So they were forced into it because the Packers won and deferred, which is fine. I'm a little worried yep. on that. They go out and they score on the first drive again. And I'm like, this is very encouraging. Then they go out and they score. They had 17 points by half. They hadn't been scoring 17 points with the defense aiding them in scoring points <laughs> in a half of yes. football or in like a full game in some of these cases, it feels like. So um, has it been better? The part that's going to help Kenny, and I got to wonder if this guy is like completely 100% or if there's something else to the story. We have saw some regression, but it's a it's sophomore season, you know. There's going to be some things that change. We knew he had hurt ribs the previous game against tight uh yeah, Titans uh the Thursday And I'm night. sure they're not healed yet. Yeah. Ribs don't heal magically overnight. No, no they don't. And I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but you had some game, he had some big plays that were left on the field that he did make the throws too. And you got to equally attribute those. Uh, Deontay, Absolutely. Yeah. Deontay has it literally in the bread basket, doesn't have the strong hands to haul it in. Okay. And people are all over, you know, him all the time, like a fly on you know what. And it's just like, yo, he usually doesn't have like these type of issues, but that, and then you think of the one that was uh, opened up, um, oh, the other home game against Jacksonville, where it's just off his fingertips. And you yep. have another uh, kind of semi-rookie second year, but first full year playing Calvin Austin with the boneheaded penalty. Then the Gates would have, would have been a game clinching day throw on third down. That seals the deal. Green Bay has no more timeouts. They're going to just run the damn clock out. George Pickens, he finds him down the field. He's open. Everything happens. And Austin, all he, Austin just got to get the hell out of the way and it would have just worked itself out. So there's other aspects to this that are not Kenny Pickett when it comes to the offense. Absolutely. Look, I mean, you know, we all are in agreement. He hasn't been good, um, you know, but he's been good enough to win six games, right? Um, you know, I get it. Just like everybody else that, out there, I would love to see a complete game from Kenny Pickett. I would love to see a game where I, at the end of it, I don't go, he had a great couple series or a great quarter. I would love to see a game where Kenny's just on in the zone for that game. Maybe that's just not him. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is what it is. Right. And we, we just have to, we have to see how he progresses it, it. You know, let him get healthy again. Let him get more time. Let that running game continue to build. It'll be a challenge this week against Cleveland to run the ball with the same effectiveness that we have been but we have the the benefit of it of broader jones being over there on the right as opposed to chooks yes um so who knows um but you know let's see how how he progresses um with a, a, a solid running game and 
healed up ribs and see. I will be very blunt. I he makes decisions I don't like at times. You know, the the interception that wasn't an interception because yeah. the guy couldn't get two feet down. Why the hell is he throwing that ball there? I, I don't know. That was a bad you one. Know, he yeah, he oftentimes seems to miss coverages. Um, he oftentimes seems to miss the open guy. Um, as opposed to throwing to somebody and, and man, that one play, he was just locked in on, uh, it might've been Jalen Warren. It might've been Najee, whoever it was. I don't remember. Just locked in. And it was very clear. There was no chance that pass was going to succeed. Um, you know, I I don't like his decision-making a hundred percent of the time, but again, I can't, I can't get away from that clutch gene that apparently exists there. Right. And, and the fact that when when the game is on the line, he tends to come up big more often than he comes up small. That you can't teach that, right? Um, if he can grow the rest of his game to be competent, to be passable, even, um, and can continue to have that, you know, he can be he can have a career. If he can't, he can't. But you know, we got a couple more years before we have to bail. Yeah, I know. And I hate the people who said he had enough of a chance. I mean, not really, not yet. Mitch Trubisky never had a chance though with like 55, 56. Yeah, well, he sucked. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and he had plenty of opportunities, right? Like Trubisky, it's like Mason Rudolph didn't have any chances. He had like 10, 12 starts. No, he had no chance, really. No, but you know, really, no, because it was stop, go, stop, go. There was never, that's been part of the thing with me with Kenny. It's the stop, go, stop, go. It's hard to build momentum, hard to build consistency. You get knocked out of games, you get injured. And that's happened like three or four times now, right? Uh, going yeah. back to last season. But, uh, Brian, you said earlier, Kenny's got the six games. I heard some numbers and I had to bring it up. What are we up to now? Oh, yeah. 13 wins since the bye week with Kenny Pickett as the starter going back to last year's yes. bye week. So, I think that's correct. Yes, uh, I believe that's correct too. The old mats with Brian. I, I, don't, I don't know because I don't actually remember what the record was after the bye week last year. And so I can't do the maths. Do you want me to give you this again? I could give this to you. I, this is this is my gift to you. So we have okay. six, six wins this season, right? Yes. Well, yeah, okay. but they're not all after the bye either. And not after this bye. Just the, that, oh, I thought you were saying. Bye. Okay. Since last year's bye. Okay. Since last year's bye. So since last year's bye. We have well this year. There's six, six, six wins, six and three. And last year was seven. Was it seven? I don't know. That's what but you're, now you're doing. That, that is maths with Brian. We're usually doing addition. This is subtraction now. So because <laughs> I told you it was going to be thirteen, I'm just checking to make sure that we're correct here. So they beat the Saints, Colts, Falcons. Uh, that's, that's that's three, three. digits there. Yeah, that's three. And then f- they, they lost to the Ravens. Um, that was the game which Trubisky comes in again. We were just talking about that, and then f- ripped off four wins to finish the season nine and eight. So three and four, three plus four is seven, and then four seven plus six is thirteen. Maths with Brian tells me that, and so yes, he's thirteen and whatever the number is since make, the buy last week. We need like a little number muncher. I don't know if you remember Number Muncher on the old Apple II computers. I, I was in school, and you probably had stone tablets when you were, so maybe not the same Teletype machines, my friends. Teletype, teletype machines. Overhead. I had overhead. We had overhead projectors and, and slides and stuff, so 
uh very very cutting edge but yeah the little number muncher guy it was like a game you would play and he would go up and he would eat hopefully the correct number if you weren't dumb so <laughs> anyways um this game <laughs> sustainable what could be sustainable last week Jalen Warren had a career high 88 yards rushing 88 simoleons on the ground and he tops that this week with 101 his first 100 yard career rushing game in the NFL you would think now well Jalen Warren has 100 yards rushing in this game Najee Harris has been he's in the doghouse Najee Harris is you know afterthought Najee comes out and runs for a 5-1 average on 16 carries for 82 yards <coughs> excuse me a little bit of thunder and lightning going on here. Kenny carried the ball a little bit too. Got a nice uh, little chunk a there nice with the first slide. down run. A couple yep. times there, yeah. Yep. And Calvin Austin still, I mean, they're still keeping people honest and putting that in. And, and that's the deal with all the motion. Like if you never give the guy the ball, then why run like these misdirection pre-snap type things? And I also, know. I, you know, well, but according according to our, our Ian Eagle and whatever his name Charles is, Davis. the other guy, Charles Davis, yeah. The motions are really effective in confusing the other team, and that's why these runs are so successful. No, it's because they're running where they should be running instead of not. And and the fact that Chook, that Chooks isn't in there and that Broderick Jones is. Let's talk about uh, that for a second too. With Chooks, <laughs> there's a little bit of smoke around the fire as to you know he said something, and that's why he got benched. He said the quiet part out loud. And look, dude, you're in a year where next year they got an out on your contract. I forget what it is, what the cap hit is. I can find out real quick. Um, you've been playing, you've been playing below the line. You're a veteran guy, and whatever it is that he did or said, he is probably on thin ice already, and it just made the ice break. But let's be honest, that's not why you got benched. Well, it's because it, he wasn't playing it, any. It's safe face. That's safe face. I got benched because I said something bad. Okay, it wasn't because I was stinking up the joint. It wasn't because I was playing below the line. I just said something. It pissed the coach off, and now I'm benched. Um, no, you got benched because you were not effective, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so there were. It was time to try and make some changes. You could have said, "Mr. Tomlin, sir, Mr. Tomlin, I love you. You are the greatest man and the greatest coach ever." You still would have got benched. You know, it doesn't matter. You could have walked up and said, "You suck." And you would have got benched. It, but it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with you You suck. You're not good at right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me, let me me add this to your um, thought process here. You're assuming I have the thought process. Well, this is more, this is, <laughs> uh, what we need is, I, I need to update this. We need maths with Joe for a second. So. Okay. But, so, uh, where was I at with, uh, Chukwuma Okorafor cap numbers, 11.8 next year. They save 8.7 mil if he's released. Do you thank know you what the service? Thank we'll you. you for Do you happen to know what James Daniels and Isaac Sumalo signed for in the previous two off seasons? They both signed three-year contracts in the neighborhood of 24 and 26 and a half million dollars 8.7 gets you to the average per year of those two guys with adios senior uh writings on the wall i know they didn't draft broderick jones as the play right, right tackle the play yes. right tackle you don't move up 
probably in the draft to get a right tackle. You just sit there and then you probably get somebody like Anton Harrison, for example. Yeah. Uh, and take take somebody else in that position, which if they would have took Joey Porter Jr., we would have been all very ecstatic. We're going to talk about this rookie class because rookie class has been great. But with Roger Jones out there playing out of position and Chooks will be gone, they could add to this offensive line next year. Maybe they could sign a right tackle, put Jones back on the left, trade Dan Moore. Maybe they keep Dan Moore. I mean, Dan Moore has not looked like the liability that we were previously saw. You see what it is. You've got two studs at your guards. Even yep. Mason Cole, I feel, has played above the line. Though I felt on one of the plays, maybe it was no. like a second or third down. There was a bad, really there hasn't. was bad snap. His snaps have been consistently poor. low and poor. He's not playing above the line. He's played bet. He's been disguised this, since. Okay, since that's fair. Since um, since uh, you know, Jones. What the hell's his name? Roger Jones came in. Roger that's what Jones, I'm trying that's to say. His name. But all the remember. all the boats rise with the tide. Is yeah. what I'm trying he's, to say. He's been disguised since Broderick Jones yes. came into play. Not as exposed. He is, yeah. He it nobody should be like, no, no, oh, Mason Cole, he's been so great. He's gonna be yeah. better. No, 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 no. He's no, the no, answer. No, no. He's not the answer. We need to draft a center. But that's beside the point. Excuse me. I needed some water there. Ugh. Yeah, you you filled in the thoughts, the the little thought bubbles as I was thinking there. Uh, I got you. Uh, like, yeah, uh, above the above the line would be maybe blocking, getting downfield. He's able to get to the second level. That's kind of um, what I'm talking about. But yeah, there was definitely, a, and it was one of those plays near the end after the Kelvin Austin penalty uh, that negated what would have been the icing on the cake. They had a draw play, but I think right before that, there was like a play where they were talking about how it wasn't a busted play. No, it wasn't a bu busted play. It was a bad snap. And immediately, Kenny, the timing and everything else was out of sync, and he just kind of like scampered and then threw, nearly got killed um, on that play. It was somewhere in that whereabouts of that drive there near the end. So, can, can I ask you this question? Yeah, I like questions. I don't know if I got the answer though. What What is your level of satisfaction or dissatisfaction with Calvin Austin at this point in the season? I don't know that he's had a like Allen Robinson. I don't know that there's been enough opportunity there. To really like, I've seen Austin in the last two off seasons, seen him at camp, and basically just using him as like a gadget guy that comes in and runs the ball end around. That's not really showcasing, I think, the best his abilities. I don't believe he's um, I don't believe he's a special teams guy either. That's the best nope. they have for a punt returner. So, uh, disappointment in those areas, but I don't think that's where they need to do it. Like if he comes down with that one big like kind of the go route down the middle or whatever. And we saw those big plays. We saw one of those in the preseason. That's where he needs to be better utilized. Whether they could get, find well, the time and deliver the ball to him that way. Is Kenny just missed story. him on that one. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It was yeah, off his fingers. It wasn't really him. That was Kenny just missed him. Yeah. I, I just don't think they're utilizing him effectively. It's not so much. I'm disappointed in Calvin Austin. I'm disappointed in surprise, surprise, Matt Canada who's supposed to be the guru of how to use guys in the fact that he's not figuring out a way to get a guy with that kind of speed, the ball other than on ridiculously dumb jet sweeps or bubble screens that are telegraphed and advertised. Um, there, there's gotta yeah. be other ways to utilize that guy and his skill set. He's not Deontay Johnson. I thought about no, that. As I was rewatching, as you know, like I, you know, I was on vacation I was at a buddy's wedding. And so like I had to rewatch, uh, the pretty much the second half of the game I rewatched because I didn't catch all of it uh, in real time. So 
that's a that's something that popped into my brain immediately was he's not Deontay Johnson. Why no, that's not. a Deontay Johnson play? Why are they running it for him? So it is encouraging to see the Steelers at least um run the football well. Like uh as I was previously stating, two hundred and five yards on the ground is on, you know, is thirty six attempts total, almost two one hundred yard rushers. Kenny's still completing about uh he's completed sixty point nine. Nice. Uh almost. percent of his passes. Yes. Doesn't count. Sixty point. It's like no. Yeah, it's good enough. Uh, it's two, there's a zero in the middle of it. It's no good. <laughs> well, better than you in the middle, my friend. Zing. <laughs> That's not what she uh, said. Uh, <laughs> she and he. I don't know. There might be. No, a, no, I don't, uh, there's I don't three numbers there, my friend. <laughs> Threes with me in the middle. That's that's right. a, that's a she and a she. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. In my younger days. There. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, 14 to 23, I mean, obviously doesn't jump off the page when it comes to um, your statistics. Kenny was 10 of 14 to finish the half, 83 yards. Didn't throw for any TDs because they were running the ball effectively. So that skews some of the things like quarterback rating or whatever. The second half wasn't as sharp as the first half, obviously. And from there, like you still got guys like George Pickens had a couple 100-yard games has now been kind of – I think a focus for a lot of teams to take out of the game. Deontay yes. Johnson catches one ball for 17 yards. It might help when they get Pat Fryermuth back in here. For the life of me, I don't know why Darnell Washington isn't a bigger part of these game plans too. Maybe they see something we don't. I don't know. Um, but maybe it could open up some open up more if they can get him back out there. It seems like they figured out Broderick Jones. And we got to talk about defense before we get too long in the tooth here on this game. Ugh. This defense was giving up big chunks of plays, but when you have Trenton Thompson out there for the end of the game, if Minka was in this game, I don't think this game ends up being as close as it was. For a variety I would agree of with that. If Minka, if Minka Fitzpatrick is playing, it is a it is a less stressful game. I think the 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 caveat to that is we don't have any linebackers left. Yeah, <laughs> like what are you supposed to do now? Mark Robinson's filling in. I think he's more of a downhill. Vince Williams he's a Vince Williams yeah yeah this is like this is your opportunity Vince Williams was a sixth round pick that got in there because like uh I forgot who got hurt Larry Foote was out for the year they had another guy that was like undrafted somewhere he bounced around too I can't remember what his name was and uh so Vince ends up in there because that other guy was just bad and now Mark Robinson's in because it's like man this team you know inside linebacker is just such a um Oh man, that's a bad pun. I don't want to say Achilles heel, but it is the Achilles heel uh, to this team. Ryan Shazier doesn't get hurt in 2017. They probably go all the distance. They're probably playing in the Super Bowl, but it's just, it's very disheartening. And you got guys that are not cover type, not that there are a lot of them to begin with, but Cole Holcomb being out, Quan Alexander being out. They made sure they had the depth. You could like criticize until the cows come home. Why? Why don't these? Why is this organization, even with Omar Khan as a GM, not doing up? How many guys can you roster on the team? You can't plan for this type of catastrophic injury. And luckily enough that they have somebody they've been developing. And now we're talking about what? Michael Walker that came off of the Atlanta Falcons practice squad. Like, eh, but I mean, There's, I saw. Tra- I mean, yeah. I told I told my buddy like pretty soon we'll be getting the call because they'll just be hiring guys off the street <laughs> and we'll get our chance. But you know, I, there's just. That that position group getting hit as hard as it was, considering the work that was put into rebuilding that position group, is is absolutely devastating to this team. Um, so that's the downside. 
Here's on the upside. How about a shout out to the old man, uh, Patrick Peterson? He had a game. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we've we've kind of you know we've given Patrick Peterson a little bit of the business this year and basically going, yeah, he sort of lost it. I mean, Levi Wallace was still Levi Wallace and he still sucked. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Patrick Peterson had a quite a nice little game. You know, himself blocked that extra point. Nice defense in the end zone, tipping the pass. He was he. I was encouraged there. Football player. That's why I think that he's still got something to offer to this team oh, and get Mika back out there, but they don't have enough corners to not have him play like as an outside boundary corner where he could be exposed. Well, yeah, who's the other safety knows. that we, what was the safety that got hurt? Well, there, was the, the, well uh, Keanu Neal and Devontae Casey. Yeah, Keanu Neal got hurt too, yeah. That, that were out Rib there. No, and um, Keanu Neal is, I, I mean, he's not the fantastic by any means. Well, uh, but, yeah, but it's better than Trent Simpson. Trenton, Trenton Thompson, whatever his name, and Elijah is. Riley, Don't. pretty much playing at the end. And there was a lot of talk about Minka Fitzpatrick making a change, and the Steelers calling it. A, and there's like, oh, this coaching staff don't know what they're doing. But if you would have heard that Minka was suggesting something, and then they didn't take his advice, don't you take like every as a coach, as a leader, don't you take like input from everywhere? You got a guy that's your defensive studies, usually standing back in the backfield. He would make those adjustments if he were on the field. He's just doing it from the sidelines. How is this any different than when they call a timeout and have Ben Roethlisberger? Where was that at? Uh, L.A. Chargers, San Diego, whatever it was with Michael Vick. Did yeah, they draw something the in the yeah. dirt? Ben Roethlisberger was hurt and draw something in the dirt for him. Uh, you know, you're 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 all hands on deck in order for a W. This is a team, the greatest team sport supposed to be. I have no problem with that. I don't see what the issue well, is. Let Let's be honest. Terrell Austin is under pressure. There's no question about it. The defense has been underperforming. There's no question about that, right? Yes. Yeah, you, you can't be outgained the way we've been. They've been squeaking by, and and doing just enough. And when they don't, you know, look. Look at the games, the three games they've lost. They stunk it up against the 49ers, right? They super stunk it up against the Houston Texans. And look at what didn't occur in those games. And you get a sense of why this this defense is this defense goes the way that the ball goes, right? If we don't turn the ball over and the defense takes the ball away, we have a chance to win. If we if we don't turn the ball over and the defense doesn't get it the ball back, we are 50-50. <laughs> if we turn the ball over and the defense doesn't get a turnover, we're going to lose. <laughs> it's it's really the three fundamentals. It's why you it's why teams like I see some of these mock drafts and I saw what is it if Kool-Aid McKinstry is available, the Alabama quarter, corner. Like one of these mock drafts had him like going like 15th. And I'm like, no, that's like a top 10 pick because teams are going to take, they're going to get the guys that could turn the ball over and lock things down. You get the guys that get after the quarterback and the quarterbacks make plays. It comes all down to turnovers and it's all negative plays, turnover, sacks, and uh, penalties, right? Latham Ransom. I saw a mock draft. Latham Ransom, who we both know as, in, as Ohio State fans, was going to be the seventh round pick. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lathan, no, Lathan Ransom is not going to be a seventh round pick. <laughs> and the only one that seems to be accurate is Marvin Harrison Jr. being like a top five because yes, that's probably know, going to be accurate. Yeah, and he'll come out, you know, as a junior. I mean, he's, oh, no question. Uh, why would he? Not? Why wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, well, there's still he NIL. 
There's still NIL money, but it's still not NFL money. <laughs> you know. Well, sometimes it is, but yeah, not if I mean, you're a top five pick. Yeah, right? well, There's maybe a for if you're top five pick, it's different. Maybe here, maybe for him, maybe I, that's a slip of the tongue from me there. Um, but going back to the inside linebackers, the injuries and being stake bitten, and it's like yet another former Atlanta Falcons player here with Michael Walker. He was a former fourth round pick in the 2020 NFL draft. And, um, you know, he had 12 starts last year, got a couple of picks, uh, some pass deflections, and he had 107 combined tackles. About half of those were solo tackles. And he had some tackles for loss too. So this is a guy that could at least make tackles and seems like he could cover some, uh, it, you know, in the middle of the field, they're going to have to get creative with some of that. If they get Minka back, maybe Keanu Neal starts playing some linebacker again or something. I mean, it's, I, I read no more trade article. deadline. It's not fair. I didn't read the article, um, but I skimmed an article and a name. It was, you know, it was one of those, one of those clickbait articles uh, four linebackers the Steelers must consider now that, you know, um, they, they they are thin at the position. One of the names on this Jagoff article, John Bostick. Wait, why? Just because he used to play for the Steelers? He wasn't even good I'm when like, he played for the Steelers. He stunk when he was here. Why would we yeah. go look for him now? No. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is he now? Like that is he with the team? He's older than me. He's 114. <laughs> John Bostic is a is a free agent right now, and he played last year with the Call Arthur Moats. I mean, what's the difference, right? John Bostic, Arthur Moats. Fine, Arthur Moats. Moats is at least still in town. <laughs> <laughs> Bostic's 32, but yeah, for real. Like, oh well, he might know the system, and he's available as a free agent. I mean. Can he play special teams? That's where he's going to be at best. I mean, the dumb thing to say. Yeah. I don't remember the other three because that one was so dumb that it annoyed me. The NFL in general and teams, now they can pick like guys who've played a little bit like during the spring. And it might have more upside for the unknowns. Maybe they didn't have opportunity and they put some things on film or they come from, you know, lesser known programs or overshadowed by other players in larger programs. Get to play in the XFL or USFL, which is supposed to be merging, by the way. And it seems like they go more that direction than some of the, you know, free agents get signed other than Martavis Bryant, who's also 31 years old. No, thank you. Like, <laughs> uh, Bostic was last with the Steelers. It was 2018. He was supposed to be the next Shazier, like a Shazier fill-in at least. It was the best they yeah. could do, and they didn't get to draft anyone. You're not going to trade for anyone, so the best you're going to be able to do is a street free agent or someone off of another practice squad. That's that's all that's left. There's, there's nothing. There's, as I said, there's just nothing there. Yeah. The cupboard um, is dry. Yeah, but I will say we should feel at least encouraged by the rest of the rookie class. We've been just talking, talking, talking about Broderick Jones. Uh, we know about Joey Porter Jr. and becoming a starter. And uh, did Porter play the full? He played the full game, full participation. Joey in this. Porter. Yeah. You know, you saw some of the negative of Joey Porter. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the the little too handsy. Although I felt that that pi was ticky tack. Um, you know, but you saw you've done nothing is surprising you about Joey Porter right now, right? And I was wearing my Joey Porter Jr. jersey for this game. Um, Joey played a solid game. You saw him actually make a tackle, a solid textbook type tackle that was very well needed at the time when he did it. Can't I can't actually say enough about Joey Porter Jr. right now, right? Clearly, 
a good pick as of right now. I have to again, just like with with Kenny Pickett, I'm not ready to write Kenny Pickett off. I'm not ready to Hall of Honor Joey Porter Jr. yet either, right? But so uh, far, so good. I'm going to stand for the other draft pick, though, big time. Keanu Benton. This is our, this is our next GAM right here, my yeah, friend. Yeah, grown-ass man here. Did you see Baldy's yeah. breakdowns? I saw I saw it in real time, actually, when I got to that one. He had no business making that tackle for was None. like no gain out on the edge, uh, uh, on the boundary there. And he, he out-snapped everybody on the defensive line. He outsnapped yeah. Larry Okajobi. He outsnapped Cam Hayward in this game. Uh, incredible. He's just playing like uh, like a madman, like a man possessed. You and I were both all over him uh, when we drafted him. Yeah, I was not even in, not in a bad way. Yeah, I was all over him even more. Even I, like before. I didn't I didn't think Jones would have been there as a pick. Same thing as Paris Johnson uh, when it came to the left tackle situation. But Porter, I'm like, eh, is he a little bit? Same thing, like you know, legacy name. Is this just people that are like Penn State fans that are in the Steelers fan base that are maybe blowing smoke up this guy's rear end a little bit and. He's been a dog. I won't lie. He still makes those rookie type of areas, but he's going to grow into this very quick. Absolutely. Here's the difference between Joey Porter Jr. and somebody like Kenny Pickett, since you made that kind of, uh, am I ready to do this or that, make a judge or jury. And I kind of joke about Benton, but Benton is playing very well. He's not going to be Hall of Honored yet. Either a grown-ass man, he's getting there, right? But yeah. uh, Porter has P2 as a mentor, as opposed to Kenny Pickett has Mitch Trubisky. And I see some of the Mitch Trubisky-isms in Pickett's play that weren't there necessarily last year. They need somebody else there. I'm sorry. This is just not the right guy to uh, kind of shepherd you through. Like, you had Leftwich and you had Batch with with Big Ben, at least. Well, you know? speaking of that, then, all right, um, if – if let's let's think about next year – because Mitch is probably not going to be here. Um, I just re-signed him, too. Like, I, I got to see how much but, money I mean, is he tied may, up. Maybe he will be, and maybe they're just comfortable with him. But I agree with you. You need you need a veteran presence, okay, as your backup. But you also need a veteran presence that can help your young guy grow. Mitch clearly is not that guy, right, because he stinks. Um, you know, who got hurt? What's his name? I can't even remember his name now. Stupid Vikings quarterback. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. What if Kirk Cousins is like, ah, you know, okay, I made a billion trillion dollars in a guaranteed contract coming to Minnesota. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just be the backup guy. He's you take not. Kirk Cousins? I didn't say he was. I said maybe. <laughs> maybe after that kind of an injury, though, he's like, I'm good with that. <laughs> hey, you know who's better? Who's a better pick as far as that? I mean, I'd say, I'm not going to say Mason Rudolph is QB2. But if you're going to throw money and somebody that's probably relegated to backup, we've already mentioned his name and he got hurt. And now he doesn't have, you know, his former OC and his head coach that's there. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking about over in Raiders land. You put Jimmy G. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, let, think about it. He's played, he's played under Kyle Shanahan. He's played under Josh McDaniels. He's he's played under with Bill O'Brien. He's had some guys with Tom Brady. Yeah, but he's, is he ever impressed More of a player you coach. Ever? Back up. Back up. You see, people would see that signing and then immediately go, well, he's going to play over Kenny. I don't want the oh, Aaron Rodgers. Zach, years. I don't want the Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson dynamic because then no. you're just out. Like, 
let's be honest here. The Jets are out on Wilson. Wilson is not in their future whatsoever. No. Uh, they went to they went to try and just buy a trophy, and it just didn't work out for this season, as far as we. Although yeah. they're still in the mix because that defense is pretty pretty hot. The pretty good. Yeah. Offense is hot garbage on the other end. But I mean. Uh, that's where it's missing in like a lot of other aspects. I look at players like Daniel Jones. Maybe Daniel Jones just doesn't. These guys might not ever have it. Maybe what Kenny happened to him? There's some there. weird rookie guy who's, who lives with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a, uh, he's not the D2 guy, but uh, DeVito, uh, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, Dan, I thought maybe he was Danny Dan DeVito's DeVito. kid. <laughs> Talk about his mom. There was like something like 10 rookie quarterbacks or whatever. We put it up on the last show that have already played this season. It's pretty crazy. But you got to be the trash talk that that guy's got to get now. Oh, yeah, your mommy's not going to clean up after you this time. This ain't your mommy bringing you dinner. Your mommy didn't make your bed today, did you? Like, yeah, it's it's not the same as Zach Wilson, who was getting with moms. So <laughs> the start of his career. But Mitch Trubisky, um, was uh, was re-signed and on the cougar route is that what his, you're telling me uh, yeah that's what i was saying so the steelers actually oh. saved but by extending them um they they you know he could have been cut and they could have saved what was it eight or ten million dollars or whatever they saved like three and a half but they would be out almost that same 10 over the next two years three next year and then six right, in well, the final year then he's probably talking about bean counting yeah he was he's overpaid as a backup is is i'm not uh, i don't think he's the right option in any case and i i just feel like there's got to be somebody else that's uh, i like the journeyman quarterbacks because you see a lot of them become offensive coordinators to various degrees of success we just saw ken dorsey just got canned with buffalo and it was like wow why don't the steelers just do that like bang let matt canada stick with whatever uh because there's a little more stability at the quarterback position that's the that's the true honest to god's truth with buffalo versus the steelers situation um yeah, there just needs to be something there, whether it's a player coach or bring somebody else in. I don't know you could do it at this point in time. The The sustainability here, though, for the Steelers is they get some trips and they, they're scoring some points and they're sustaining some drives. They had a few drives here, let's see, possession-wise. Their second half was not good, right? Just the two field goals, three punts, uh, you know, a lot of, it, you know, three and out. There was a three and out, but there was really only two three and outs the entire game for them uh, they had the two touchdown drives that started this game the defense was able to force two interceptions with the last two packers drives uh, even though they gave up 61 and 65 yards they were right there by the skin of their teeth so if they could clean up some of the things like we said penalties kenny wasn't sacked was he not uh, he once, once once yeah, I thought he was once. once he's not going down a whole lot which i think should Definitely help them. Now you got to keep that going now because you got two divisional games coming up in the AFC North, both on the road. These are going to be tough games. Let's see what Kenny. We know he's a gamer. See, that's like the intangible here. If we can get some of the mechanics and some of the other things worked out, and, and that's part of the NFL. The NFL moves at a different speed. You're going to see different coverages. People are going to try and disguise and fool you. We'll see what happens. Micah Fitzpatrick has to get back out there on the field because the secondary desperately needs him. You cannot have guys yeah. like Elijah Riley and what is it? Uh, Tristan Thompson. Homer, Homer Simpson. Simpson. Homer Simpson. Yeah, you said Simpsons, but it's Thompson. Trent, Trent, um, Thompson. Tyler Thompson, Tim Thompson, Tim Tim the Tim, Toolman Taylor. Tim Toolman Taylor. <laughs> can't, can't have these guys out there. Joey Bag like, of Donuts. Yeah. If, if they can somehow split the next two games on the road, like, I, I, of course, I would love it if they swept those two games. I, I, I don't anticipate that happening. Let's be realistic. I just don't. Um, but if they could somehow split those two games and come back, come back seven and four 
And then who do we got? We got the Cardinals and the Pat and the Patriots and then the mm. Bengals and Ravens again. Uh yeah, they're still on deck for who the else do we, oh, we, we have Seattle. To go to Seattle too. Colts. Colts are on there. Colts. So okay, so it'll Colts. be the Cardinals, Patriots, Colts before we, finishing we with the Bengals. Right Seahawks, there. And we can split these two games. At the end of those three games, we could be ten and four. Yeah. Uh, what did we say? Now is ten enough to get in the playoffs? Ten might be AFC. enough to get in the playoffs. It won't be enough to win this division for sure. No. But it might be enough to get in the playoffs. Eleven but it's might gonna be make enough. Those, that Cincinnati and that Ravens game at the end of the year, they're going to be big. Yeah. Now, let's put that into perspective with what's going on with the rest of these teams before we sign off here, Brian. Okay. okay. So the Baltimore Ravens, I believe, still have a bye week that's coming up week 13. They should, yeah, because I don't think they've had one yet. Okay. So they've got the Bengals, and they're going to have this like, mini bye, but they got the short week after playing the Browns, which – they got, you know, they ran out of gas. They have not been a second half team. The exact opposite is. And, and to be quite frank, they should lose this game to the Bengals. They should uh, because. Doesn't mean well, they will, but they should. Well, they're in the middle of a three game homestand themselves. Depends so, on which Bengals team decides to show up. The one that was played the weeks before they played Houston or the one that played Houston. <laughs> Yeah, and it seems to be the case with Houston. I think some maybe people are overlooking, but just the fact that they've already played an AFC North game, like the Steelers are going to be licking their wounds after the Browns game, playing the Bengals, and then on the road. This yeah. is a short week where the Ravens just, you know, the shit kicker of a game, you know, playing yeah, against that absolutely. Browns defense. They're licking their wounds, and we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, the Ravens then have to go off the mini buy. They go out and play a Sunday, another primetime Sunday night against the Chargers, which is then going to be a track meet. And they could lose that game easily. Go on a buy, host the Rams, then go to Probably Jacksonville. Go to Jacksonville, which I'm not going to say December, you know, going down to Florida. Some of these teams struggle in the heat. Then they got to go back to the West Coast for another. These are all primetime games, too. Jacksonville is a primetime game in Jacksonville. And then uh, 49ers also for a Monday night football game. Maybe and have their maybe have their shit straightened out now. And then they host the Miami Dolphins and finish with the Steelers at home as well. They they could easily that's, lose four out of those games. Um, that's, a, that's a tough sled. That's tough sledding. Yeah. So yeah. the Browns. You know, obviously they host the Steelers coming up. They've already had their bye, same time as the Steelers, like week five in the same neighborhood. What, Steelers were week six? Yeah. Uh, then uh, Steelers, then they go to Denver. I don't know what to think but of that. But Denver's better now than they were. Denver uh, is rising. They've been uh, slipping on a banana peel enough, but we'll see. Their uh, defense is solid. Um, You know. Play the Rams. Host the Jaguars, host the Jaguars and Bears, go to Houston. Jaguars and Bears probably both wins. They might lose to Houston. Host the Jets, (laughs) host the Jets, and then play at Cincinnati to finish the season. I remember Cleveland is 6-3 as well. That's a better schedule for them. That makes this game more important. This game coming up is much more important because the Browns, the Browns end of your schedule is not that bad. Yeah, correct. Uh, Cincinnati has already had their bye week seven. They obviously are going to Baltimore for Thursday night and then host the Steelers right after that. Then go for another primetime game. All these primetime games with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the Colts, the Vikings, then uh, travel to Pittsburgh for a rematch with the Steelers, travel to Kansas City, 
Those are both four o'clock, the, the, the later doubleheader window on a Sunday, and then host the Cleveland Browns to finish. That, the early part of this, like playing the Ravens and Steelers back to back, that's a tough, that's tough sledding for them. Uh, they could come out of that. Any, they could come out of that anyway. They could come out two and oh, one and one or oh and two, to be completely honest. And, I'm going to tell you this. If, if they, this is how the Steelers win the division. If they're going to win the division, they have to win the next two games. They, yes. Then they have the tiebreakers. It's also critical to the playoff picture. Although the Bengals, the Bengals lose to the Ravens and they will be severely like handy. They're, they're, they're kind of going to be out of it because they've lost, if they lost five AFC games so far, I think it is like conference wise, let alone within their division. They're like completely out of the picture, regardless if they end up with a winning record. That wouldn't that be something you're like in the basement of your division with a winning record. And still we, we talked about this. This was our predictions at the beginning of the season. We yeah. just had Baltimore as the basement team, as opposed to the Bengals. We may have had Baltimore just inching on like eight or nine wins yeah. in that same category. So it's very, it, it's intriguing to me to see how this is all going to unfold. Most people would say that, the Steelers with being outgained is going to be the unsustainable factor. But let me, let me tell you, betting on the rise, healthy Hayward back. You got the rotation on that defensive line along with the guys you have as your edge rushers, TJ Watt now second to the minister of defense, Reggie Miller still got a couple or Reggie, Reggie Miller. Miller. Sorry. Ah, Reggie white, Reggie Miller, Indiana Pacers. Basketball. Yeah, yeah. Wrong guy. <laughs> Wrong guy. Awesome to play with in video games, though. It was like, you know, 100% whatever, three-point shooting. But basketball video games. I Yeah. No. So <laughs> NBA Jam, he was always on fire. So yeah. anyway, but he get thrown around a lot because he was like a real skinny scrawny. He was like Jack Skellington. But we're not talking about him. Uh, but uh, so my slip, my, my slip there, Reggie White, the great Reggie White. Better. Uh, TJ's not going to catch him, but he's etched pretty much in the annals of history. So past his brother, JJ, I mean, TJ disrupts everything. And Alex Highsmith is very much a disruptor as well. And if you can keep those front guys going, maybe they could weather the inside linebacker stuff. They just need to, Mika desperately needs to get out there. I am very, very concerned with the inside linebacker situation. I am very, very concerned with the Levi Wallace situation. Um, So always, you know, that's, that's my, you know, if, if, if the D line and the outside linebackers don't start getting home more, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, let me tell you just on the snap counts, Levi Wallace, 27 snaps, 40% of the game. They tried Elijah Riley played 31% Chandon Sullivan, 28%. They had a nice play there somewhere too. They sent some blitz. They were sending some blitzes with these guys yeah. too, knowing that they're not nice the best batted, cover batted guys. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Send them home at least. You know what I mean? And um, uh, Trenton Thompson, se- uh, seven snaps, 10% of the game. So, uh, yeah, where else are you going to go? You're not James Pierre, Miles Killebrew. I mean, there's liabilities. Uh, no no Darius Rush yeah. in this game. So you're not getting, you're not getting any of that rub either. Uh, but you know, the opportunistic, they got to take the ball away. Do you get, is it better to be lucky, lucky? Oh, it's you know? better to be lucky than good. Yeah, that is a hundred percent correct. But you know, if you're, if you're just lucky and not good, eventually luck runs out. 
Yeah, don't say that, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of that too, where I'm like, you know what, Bill Cowher's team, that Super Bowl forty, six seed, and you know Ben had to make a shoestring tackle, and some other things had to fall in place, and I, I'm you see it all you, the time. I I don't want six seed. I want to go to a damn playoff game this year, please, and thank you. It would be nice. It feels like forever, yeah. man. I I, I just want to attend one. Um, it would be great if they could pull off the division win. I'm not anticipating them pulling off the division win, right? This is a tough division. Um, yeah. With the way the schedules stack up, and, and uh, you know, our friend uh, will love what I'm about to say, I, the Browns probably have the best shot uh, at pulling off the division. Just being honest, with the way that their schedule lays out the rest of the season. Doesn't mean they will, right? But they could. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ravens could easily win the division. We have a shot. Bengals could, uh, any team in the division could win, it, right? Yeah. It, it, it's just, it is a tough, solid division. Um, and so trying to trying to guesstimate that we will is, is rough. But it would be nice if we were the top wild card seed and maybe could host a wild card game. You know why it feels forever for wild card or for a playoff game being hosted at Heinz slash Eckersher? I mean, I know that it's a bad taste in everyone's mouth. You go back to 2017, they lose to the Jaguars. Like I said, Shazier gets hurt. Yeah. You know, 2018, AB loses his mind, and they miss out, the, you know, some bad games, that Saints game with the Joe Hayden pass interference and stuff. When he's game, the X-rays, and Josh Dobbs actually throws a pass in that Raiders game on the road, the Denver Broncos, the pick at the end, Shelby Harris, and uh, ironically going to be playing against against Sunday, right, and Antonio Brown and everything. All the wheels fall off of this thing, right? 2018 so then you get to 2019 and ben becomes noodle arm and he's out for the season you got mason rudolph and duck hodges and somehow they're still competitive almost up to the end of the season and still had a shot and they were trying to trying to root for cleveland to win with baker mayfield couldn't get it done everybody you know even having it up oh yeah i remember i remember being in the stadium for that yeah. game yeah and then uh so at that it feels like such a distant memory and then they host a playoff game in 2020 but no fans because the state of Pennsylvania didn't allow anyone to attend because of COVID. You jump over the border in Ohio, and the Browns and the Bengals at least have like half half the stadium. And by the end there, I think they allowed like thirty thousand of the about half the uh, capacity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then it feels like forever. You get Ben's last year, twenty twenty one. They make the playoffs. They go to Kansas City, and the offense is just yeah. T.J. Watt scores, and that was it. <laughs> such be the case, right? That's what we get used to. So Brian, we're up against it probably more than we thought we were going to yak about this game that's been in the books, but Always got our schedules way. lined up, got our calendar lined up. Thank you, my friend, for joining us once again, hanging out with me here on the show. Absolutely. Always, always nice to hang out. Always nice to hang out. Not going to finish that statement. Well, next time, folks, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. 60.9, Brian, 60.9. Just stay, stick, no, stick with the, stick good. with the, yeah. You know what I was thinking? The mats with Brian, we need like a little crawl, little animated thing that comes up, like kind of like we had like with the one sponsor with the, thing. With the, with the bushwhacker, oh, we, 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 yeah. we don't mention, yeah. And we don't have to mention, we're not obligated to mention them by name, but long time. Yeah, the no, two but, percenters that are still around right here will know who we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. But folks, yeah. that'll do it for us. Uh, until next time, my name's Joe. His name's Brian. We encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.